Don't ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, everybody. I'm actually literally live in a parking lot right now. Stacy so on the street. It is Stacy on the street. <laughs> I feel like I need to like interview people or something. It's like people are looking at me like, why is she walking and talking to her computer? Yeah, because I'm just that cool, folks. Uh, so welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. This is an unusual day. I'm not in studio. Miss you, Eric. Oh, I miss you, too. But luckily, Aww. I saw you yesterday, so it <laughs> yeah, hasn't been true. that long. But <laughs> I'm like bad habit. <laughs> you just can't quit me. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, I have a guest that's going to be coming in at some point, and uh, her name is Annette Piper. She is awesome. Uh, in the meantime, if you can't listen live every week, then that's not a problem. You can actually text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you will get a text back telling you all about how you can listen to the show on your preferred podcast platform. Or if you want to call in and connect, then you can call 425-373-5527. Uh, let's see. The Week in Review. Okay. So, last week, uh, Tawny Santabria was my guest, and she talked about the whole, like, not telling stories and being aware and all of that stuff, and I have not been able to, um, I haven't been able to get that out of my mind, this whole idea of, you know, not telling yourself a story, and like a narrative. And on the show, I joked that like, I couldn't even make it out of my bedroom. I'd be like, oh, that doesn't look good on me. Or there's the laundry on the floor. I'm such a bad, like, I don't know, housekeeper or wife or mother. And it makes you so aware of how many stories that we tell ourselves. Um, and I actually really appreciated that because I didn't realize that there was that many narratives that we tell and how dangerous they are. Um, it's just a fascinating thing. So Tawny's awesome. Listen to the show if you haven't. Um, and start listening to those stories. Um, then the other thing is Juneteenth was Saturday. I had the pleasure of interviewing the artist behind Albinus Designs. Now, Quincy um, has created this whole universe. Um, it's called the Star Garden, and it is beautiful. Um, very intricate, detailed work. It's, um, I don't know, it's fascinating. He's created, like, there's these 12 goddesses, and they all have names, and he's just given life to this whole alternate universe. And it's so interesting because he primarily does his 
um, work in black and white. And that allows other people to basically color the world in with like a full spectrum of color. Um, and what's interesting is that we, we also talked about the response that he sometimes gets uh, when followers of his learn that he is a man of color. Um, I think it's in part, or what he shared, is that it's in part because he's a man of color. Um, people assume that he's white and that he's covered in tattoos um, because of the look of his art. Um, or they assume that he's a woman because he draws a lot of goddesses. Um And it's just, it's a fascinating thing that he has created a universe where none of that matters. And it was a pretty special way of spending Juneteenth and um, talking to him about, you know, his challenges and what he faces. So I am... You know, I was really excited about that. And it's a bonus episode because, you know, I love to talk. And I, at this point, need to talk more. (laughs) So I am recording some extra bonus episodes. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of cool. Who doesn't want to hear me talk more, right, Eric? (laughs) Of course. uh, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you're just, you know, agreeing. Um, I, <laughs> I, I can't help it. I just have more to say. And the thing is, I'm only on once a week and there's so many interesting people in the world with so many stories. And so I can't, I can't wait. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and interview those interview er, interesting people and then I'm going to upload it and there will be more stories to tell because frankly, there is a ton more interesting people in the world than myself. I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. Um, Father's Day, happy belated Father's Day to all of the um, fathers out there. Um, sadly, my dad is no longer with me literally, but very much in spirit. He's around and um my father-in-law is awesome and I'm appreciative of who he is and uh, the fact that he had a strong part in making my husband the father that he is. Um, so, you know, Father's Day. Pete got to spend Father's Day by himself in Veranda Beach. And I got to tell you, I was jealous. I spent Mother's Day with my mother. Just saying. Um, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> is that wrong? That, no, that's how it should be. Well, wait, that fathers get to be alone and mothers don't? No, that that you should spend Mother's Day with your mother. <laughs> that's that's how it should be. I mean, I you know, I didn't spend Father's Day with my father, but the day before I did. Uh so, you know, I I think that's that's always nice, you know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um <laughs> getting away from it all, of course, is fantastic, but on Father's Day and Mother's Day, if you still have your parent with you, uh, then, you know, it, it's good to get together if you can. Well, it's true. And I will tell you what, once you um, lose a parent, spending time with then your remaining parent becomes that much more important and that much more cherished. So there you go. Not to be a Debbie Downer. Um, 
But the whole reason that he was there is because apparently the wedding anniversary gift for 29 years of marriage is a new TV. Um, they used to have in the little like Hallmark calendars, like the, you know, for your fifth anniversary, right. it's like paper and all that stuff. So apparently 29 is a TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So super romantic, but at least it's not a TV for the bedroom. Right? True. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, Speaking of Father's Day. (laughs) I I assume it's a nice TV anyway. Okay. So here's the deal. So we bought it for our lake house, um, which makes me sound so bougie and pretentious. And I'm just so sorry because I am none of those things. (laughs) Um, But it's the reality. So I'm not going to lie about it. And the way that the previous owners had the TV is very much like in a hospital room where the TV is on one of those like wall arms in the corner. Uh-huh. And that just feels sad to me. And also I think I'm slightly <laughs> OCD. And so having the like TV to the left of the fireplace was driving me crazy. So my brother Jay told me about this, um, like TV that looks like a frame. I think it's by Samsung, not sponsored, would be. Um, and it's called like the frame. And when the TV's not on, instead of it just being a big black screen, you can actually show artwork. Um, hey, what a great idea. Right? And so, you know, if you're going to have to have a giant TV, um, the idea of showing showcasing a piece of artwork so that it's more integrated into the house is kind of cool and calming. I like it. I think so too. I think it's a good idea. So thanks Jay for the tip. And so that's the TV. And then of course, and I bet if you were kind of crafty, you could probably actually do this with your existing TV too. Yes. (laughs) And I think the operative word there, Eric is if, yeah, probably. <laughs> but it, it gives me some ideas on, you know, something that could potentially be done at home. But uh, I digress. Well, you know, that's okay. Um, so I mentioned to you and to the whole world that mom is coming for a visit. And I think I told you yesterday, Eric, that she was like, you need to throw a cocktail party and I want Eric to be there. So, spoiler alert, there will be a cocktail party, and it's going to be when she's visiting, and you'll be invited. That's that's very kind of you both. Well, I don't think it's about being kind. Again, I think it's <laughs> um, By the way, since I'm talking to you, um, my guest, Annette, is at the door. All right. And well, So, I'll keep chit-chatting. Will you let her in? You bet. Okay, awesome. Thank you. All right, so, folks, this is truly, like, um, good old-fashioned, like, live radio. I'm literally sitting in my car, sweating bullets right now because the air conditioning's not on. And um, poor Annette, she couldn't find where she was going. She got lost. And so we're just figuring it out on the fly. Um, but in the meantime, my stasiism. So here's my stasiism of the week. It is about um, gut and intuition because 
my guest, Annette Kuiper of Solid Insight. She is a clairvoyant and she is a, um, a, how does she put it? She calls herself an intuitive business consultant. And so she finds ways for people to embrace this idea of using their gut. And it makes me laugh when I work with clients, I will talk about, you know, um, my intuition and that in part, it's what I use to help my clients and it's part of my process. And, you know, that can be off-putting when you're telling a client that, oh yeah, don't worry. I'm, you're totally putting your faith in me and I'm just using my intuition. Yep. It'll be fine. Um, and when I can tell that they're getting a little skittish, I'll, I'll ask them, have you ever made a decision based on your gut, hiring somebody, um, becoming partners with somebody, um, even starting your business or whatever it is. And they're like, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, I trust my gut really more than anything. And it's so interesting because I then have to explain to them that by the way, gut and intuition are synonyms. Mm. So who's the flake now? Are you guys back? We're here. Yeah, we're listening in. How are you doing, Annette? You poor dear. Oh, I am doing just fantastic, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me on today. Are you kidding? I am so glad that you made it. I am so sorry for all of the confusion. No um, worries. It shows just how like real life is. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Right? Yes. Uh, and I'm bummed that we're not, A, this is Annette's first time on the radio. You have a good voice, just like your husband. Oh, thank you so much. You're so oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so Annette is a client of mine, and so is her husband, Greg. Greg has a show on KKNW and podcast. It's called At The Root. Um, it's on Mondays at 3.30. And Annette has her own business. And Annette, she is so awesome. And I <laughs> shared like forever ago when my cat Percy was going through um, their health issues that I had spoken with this woman who can speak to animals. And I have shared the stories, Annette, of you talking to Finn Aww. and giving insights. And I will tell you that Finn has been off for the past couple of days. And so I have been saying to him, I'm like, if you have anything that you need to tell Annette, let me know. <laughs> and besides the fact that I'm bummed that I don't just get to give you a hug because we're vaccinated right. and I can see you, um, <laughs> I took a video of Finn and I was like, do you have anything you want to say to Annette? And I took a video of him in case he was saying <laughs> Oh, you'll have to send it to me. I will. I'll send it to you and you can let me know. I'm like, what is it you want to tell me, bud? Um, I know. And it's it's so sweet. And every night, and this is totally TMI, but like, when have I not shared too much information? Um, every <laughs> night I get ready for bed and I take off my bra and I have this habit of like, I'll drop it on the floor and Finn comes into the bathroom <laughs> and he like writhes and like plays with my bra and it's like his like little stuffed animal. And I'm like, that's really weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really so, brilliant for a cat. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm just going to go with it. So, um, 
anyway, so that's kind of all of my like ranting and whatever. I do <laughs> want to make sure that I say hi to my mom and to Diane and to Lee. Um, they are listening. They are, um, other than Eric, they are my most avid followers. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, hi everyone. Hi, mom yes, and they, everybody. They, yep, they refer to themselves, or actually my brother refers to them as the glorious ladies of Penswood, Glop. Um, Eric <laughs> corrected him and said, no, it's the gorgeous ladies of Penswood. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, and this is why Eric's invited to the cocktail party that I'm having for my mother. Oh, very cool. Yes, um, you know. Free choice and all of that does not exist when Joan is your mother, but that's okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to talk to Annette Kuiper of Solid Insight. And we are going to talk about what she does and how she does it. Don't ask me to talk. Entrepreneurs, is your why lackluster, stale, or missing for investor pitches and presentations? Do you lean on data rather than compelling narrative to tell your story? Stories sell ideas, don't leave them out. The ability to tell your story with impact is an essential business skill. Find and finesse your story so you can finance your brand and business with Melissa Reeves, CEO of Story Fruition. Melissa teaches core storytelling elements that engage clients and investors alike. Recently, a CEO secured over $35 million in Series A funding using the Story Fruition method. Get started at storyfruition.com. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk AM 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the show. I am joined by Annette Kuiper. Annette and Eric are in studio, and I am in a parking lot in Issaquah. So through the magic of technology, and mostly Eric, we're making this happen. Um, So, Annette, you are, I know your website like the back of my hand, because I helped you. Yes. You describe yourself as a clairvoyant and as an intuitive business consultant. So that is correct. Let's start with the first thing, um, because I think that there are people out there that don't know what a clairvoyant is, don't know about the clairs. So why don't you explain that first? Okay. Well, thank you very much again for having me. Uh, My passion centers around reading energy and. increasing team harmony and individual individual self-realization. I also lead workshops on living the life of your dreams. 
Uh, uh, but basically, I'm a seer. I came out that way. I was born that way. I see things. And then I interpret what I see so that I can make the unknown known to you. Um, so I'm primarily a seer. I also talk to animals, and um, I feel things, and I know certain things. How do I know them? Because I can see them, and sometimes there are no words to describe them. They are simply a vibration, which is surrounded by color and movement, and sometimes sound. So that is the clairvoyant part. There's several types of clairs, as you said. There's clairvoyant, which is the seer side. There's clairaudient, which is where you hear, and um, that's your primary. There's claircognizant, which is knowing. And, That's mine. <laughs> and there's several others, too. But anyway, I am primarily a clairvoyant. And um, so I've been that way all my life. So I was going to say, like, you have shared with me stories about how um, even when you were a little girl, you found that you connected with animals and that you were able to see things. Um, yeah. Did you always embrace it? I know that some folks that have these abilities, I mean, let's be clear, we all have these abilities, some more than others, um, uh, naturally, and some people have exercised that muscle, if you will. Um, Some people have shared that, you know, they had this when they were little, because when you're little, you're not guarded and you're open and whatever. And then as they got older, they rejected it because of, you know, doubt or whatever it is. Did you go through that or did you always embrace it? I always embraced it, actually, because of the way I was raised. And um, it was very open and, and, um, you know, we had that sort of thinking and sort of lineage of um, uh, extra special people, ESP. Anyway, (laughs) so I was three. That's the first time I remember um, anything specific. I was in the yard and I remember playing. I was born in Texas and, um, I remember I was playing and all of a sudden the dog started barking, uh, the next door neighbor dog. And I looked at the dog and I always liked the little dog. It was a cute little white dog. And I ran over to the fence and it started barking and then it started talking just like you and I are talking right now. And it told me to run into the house, run into the house, run into the house, the dog kept saying. So I turned around and I ran into the house. And as you walked in the door was the laundry room from the area where I was. And I saw my mom and her hand was stuck in this great big ringer type thing. And she was totally, her hand was starting to go through it. So I screamed and was screaming and ran and got my brother, who was older than me, and um, he, he was able to come and get the police there and all that sort of thing. So that was my most traumatic and waking up period, if you will. So I was three then. And then it just continued on after that. I mean, I, I, I looked at people and, you know, I basically see the aura. And at that point in time, when I was so young, Everybody had Cheerios around their face and around their head and around their body. And, you know, the Cheerios did dances and various things like that. So I've learned to refine it since then. Well, (laughs) 
I'm like, I'm thinking like, yes, they did have Cheerios. They were stuck to their face. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, their little ravioli fists, like shoving their mouth full of Cheerios. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my um, goodness. So then it's interesting that, you know, given this ability and the fact that you you did embrace it and you were in an environment where you could embrace it, um you didn't pursue that though. Did you not think of it as something that could be um like a calling for work or you know, what took you, because you were in business for Fortune 500 companies for years. Exactly. Yes, that's very true. And I know that um, everything always takes us where we need to be. And I grew up with a family that was um, highly educated. And um, I was destined for college, even though I did not want to go. What I really wanted to do was be an airline flight attendant and just fly around and do fun things like that. But my family had other plans. So off I went to college and um, obtained an MBA and then went directly into business. But I always kept my hand in this and my hobby in this as a calling and a knowing and that sort of thing. So um, I'm very glad that now I can look back at all of the years that I've spent at Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies because it's taught me a lot. And I was able to plant a lot of seeds and help a lot of people in situations where I wouldn't have been had I not. And I traveled a lot. I traveled all over the world with these companies. So I met a lot of people, saw a lot of different cultures, and learned a lot. Like, we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We're all human. And we all have dreams and desires, and uh, we're differentiated in different ways, by different situations and economic circumstances and et cetera, et cetera. But we're all human. And there's many who are here that aren't human, if I may say. And, you know, there's right. animals and plants and other things, um, seen and unseen. So, you know, my job now is to help people know the unknown from the unknown so that they can make decisions that help them move forward in life in a positive, productive way, whatever that is to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting um, when you talk about, you know, I wanted to be a flight attendant and fly around the world. Well, you got to fly around the world. (laughs) Yes. just did it in a different way. And, you know, your abilities that you have they transcend, um, you know, space, if you will, meaning you can work with people that are not right in front of you. Yep. And so given that, you are traveling or flying around, if you will, in a different way. That's very true. Because, you know, I mean, we are all connected. And there are cords and energies and everything that ties us together. And so I can tune into those and look at those, and then we can decipher them together. You know, it's like, um, you know, if you think about it, everything is energy. And that's a, that's a known fact, and it's well yep. documented. And that all energy is made up of molecules and protons, and, you know, they're continuously wiggling around and moving, and 
and vibrating, if you will. And so there's basically three things in my book. There's energy, there's thoughts, and then there's sound as a basic uh, premise. So what I can do is I tune in to the frequency or the vibration of what it is that I'm hearing, seeing, feeling, and um, then I analyze it. And I receive images when I first tune in. I see things. So, for example, um, when I tune into something, let's just say I uh, look at somebody and I see a, uh, a, a ring around their left ear, And it's not like a normal ring. It's like a a ring that you wear on your finger. And it's bright red. So then I'll talk to the person about that and we'll go from there. So sometimes I hear sounds or, or words will form from the energy. And I'll get a quick word and I'll take that word and we'll expand on it. So, um, primarily I see things. I'm a seer. I see energy and I hear sounds and, you know, all energy follows thought. Mm-hmm. And it's all vibration and it's thoughts that shape our world because our thoughts mold the energy that's surrounding us. Does that make some kind of sense? Well, it does because like I know, for instance, um, like today. So the reason I'm not in studio is because I'm with a family friend who's going through a bit of a personal crisis Mm. and you know during the break you were able to um to you know comment on that and for people that are listening that don't get it it's like my energy is attached to theirs because I'm thinking about them and because that's where my focus is and whatever. And so then that becomes part of my energy. And then in the exchange of energy between you and I, you're able to then glean that information. Is that? You got it. You got it. And because it's um, prominent in your space and uh, it's close to you right now and it's hot and heavy all around you, that makes it a little bit easier to, quote unquote, tune into it or to, mm-hmm. f- to see it. Okay, yeah. so um, I, I don't know where you are, but I can get a feel and a sense and an image of that place. Okay, do you want to share what it is? It looks to me like a um, clinic of some sort. And um, the person that you are with is in the right place, thanks to you, Stacy. And this person is dealing with, um, and bear in mind, we have not talked about this, so I know nothing other than what I'm uh-huh. seeing. And um, this person is dealing with a lot of very deep uh, childhood issues. I would say that this person is a very small child. Um, and if they're not, they are dealing with very small child issues. And the voice that I get, the sound that I hear is go south. This person needs to go south. So from wherever you are, does the person live south of you or where you are now or where 
he or she is? Um, that would mean that I am directionally <laughs> aware of things. <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, to me, South is, like, Texas. <laughs> so, right. You know, they live in the same uh, area that I do. And so, you know, I could take that to mean, you know, um, where they need to think about taking next steps um, and pursuing their next choices. Um, exactly. Or, you know, so that's the thing when, you know, when a reading is done, a lot of times I think the reason that people think that it's a parlor trick, um, and unfortunately, and you talk about this on your website, there are people out there that are absolutely reputable. And then there's people out there that are absolutely not. They're like Zoltar, the machine from, um, from the movie big and, (laughs) you know, real, real clairvoyance and the real gifts of the different clairs. It's, as you say, it's a real energy thing and even science can't deny it. And right. So when you bring something up, it's like you're shown, as you said, these images or these phrases or whatever. And it's not that you're trying to force people to then attach a meaning. It's like you're just basically like, all right, here's the cards on the table. I don't know what this means. You may it may make sense to you now. It may make sense to you later. You know, you're just sharing the information. You got it. You 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 hit the nail on the head. That's 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 really it. You know, you you have questions. You have questions about Finn. And together, we find the answers to what you need to know and learn. And um, that's that's just an example. But with animals, you know, um, you know, I, I talk to them and they talk in in uh, very different ways. And um, but, you know, when I when I give out things the best thing to do is be directly in front of that person. The second thing is to be talking like we're talking right now. And it's like when uh, the Starship Enterprise goes from standing still to warp drive. That's kind of the, 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 the visual that I get when I tune into somebody that I'm not right next to. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hang on, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the whole thing. Oh, one thing I want to mention is that, um, you know, we talked in the very beginning about intuitive business consulting. So yes. I pride myself on that. I, I, I've been uh, a facilitator, teacher, um, uh, technician in many ways throughout my career, and i um, I do three workshops based on a course called What's Possible in Your Life. And this is all about the thoughts we think, the thoughts that we think and the things that we do. They become the thoughts, people, places, things, situations in our life. And that's the first one. And then we talk about emotions and um, taking action so that you can move in a positive direction, and instincts, hunches, and dreams. That's the third one. And the reason why I bring this up, as as an intuitive business consultant, my goal is to help companies really help 
all of their employees become the best that they can be, mm-hmm. to pull out their full potential. And that means sometimes diving in yourself, diving into yourself, and reaffirming or discussing what your beliefs are and how your beliefs relate to what you're doing right now and how you can solidify your emotions and um, what may need to become stronger, bigger, better, more. And then, you know, how your instincts and hunches can really lead you in the right direction if you begin to listen. Well, and it makes sense, right? Like if we, um, when we take in our our cars to get serviced for their annual checkup, if you will. I'm mix. I'm mixing metaphors per usual. Right. right. Um, you know, they they look at all the individual parts and like clean them up, spruce them up, take care of them, so that they all can be um, in the best position to do their function individually, so that they can then function as a whole. And so. Yes. It sounds like infinite possibilities is this idea of if all of your people are doing their best and showing up in their best way as individuals, then collectively they will come together to serve the why of the business or brand that they're working for. You got it. And you know what? It's all based on goals and objectives. And um, to put it in corporate speak, goals and objectives. And everything you do while you are in the corporate environment needs to relate around what the goals and objectives are because you serve the company. And in the process, you serve yourself. So it all works out and it's, it's, it's all good. And I have great respect for corporate America and other corporate uh, corporations around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, well, but that's, that's, you know th- that's a fun part, you know, and you got to have fun. You know, life is too short to not have fun. And um, so, you know, I'm having fun. I'm having fun and um, living life. And, you know, th- there's a process to all of this. You, you have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off because you can't walk around all the time seeing things that you have no right to see. I so, was going to say, I, yeah. I actually ask you about that. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about that piece and a protecting yourself and creating safe boundaries for yourself and then also respecting the boundaries of other people. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk more with Annette Kuyper of Solid Insight. We'll be right back. Thank you. Don't ask me to talk. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous, worry you won't get your message across, or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More Please. Go to storyfruition.com. 
Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining, yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150KKNW.com. Don't ask me to talk. back to don't ask me to talk i am so committed to talking that i am doing it (laughs) from my car (laughs) i love it that's great stacy i am not going to miss an opportunity to chit chat with my adoring fans all (laughs) um i am joined today by annette kuiper she is a clairvoyant and she is an intuitive business consultant um annette was just sharing really what she does um, with the business consulting piece and the importance of what she does and empowering your people to be the best versions of themselves so that they can come together and uh, work with more purpose, both personally and professionally. Correct. Um, And then what we started, uh, you mentioned before the break, this idea of respecting boundaries and, you know, Talk a little bit about that because people will talk about how like, oh, I'm such an empath and, you know, oh, I feel things that other people feel and, and, you know, talk about that both in terms of, you know, you or other people um, like you and I that, you know, how you maintain your boundaries and um, also so that folks that maybe don't have those abilities understand that people like us aren't going to go where we're not invited. You got it. And um, for me, that is so critical. It's so very important because I don't and won't tune into anybody or anything without their permission unless I have a very strong sense that uh, it's needed for an emergency situation. So, you know, it's like um, I would never open up somebody's briefcase or their purse or their wallet um, or a personal space and look inside because that's private to each and every individual. Um, Even if you have nothing, you have private things inside of your mind, body, and spirit. And that's Mm -hmm. yours. So um, unless I have your permission, the light is turned off, the light switch, so to speak. 
So in order for uh, me to uh, turn that light switch switch on, you know, we have permission between each other. And so if you don't want me to see, hear, or feel something, most likely I won't unless Mm -hmm. you specifically ask me to look at something. Then I can go into that vibration and wiggle it around and we can figure something out. So boundaries and confidentiality and privacy is of the utmost importance in what I do. And that's one of the things that, you know, having worked with you um, myself and you've done, um, I out myself on the show all the time, like you've done work (laughs) with me. Um, And what is always so interesting is that folks that do this kind of work, like you set an intention before you do the work that basically anything that happens is in service to that person and is in service to a higher power, a God, if you will. Um, And that, you know, nothing else can come into that. And you set that intention and only welcome in anything that is for that intention. And then when it's done, you cleanse, like you don't need to go around with everybody else's baggage. Like you've got your own baggage. And what people don't realize is that, you know, you're not walking around like holding on to things. And I have said to you, um, you know, after a session, like, by the way, remember you said this, you know, well, guess what? Now I'm doing this. Um, just like you said, and you're like, I don't remember saying that. Exactly. (laughs) You know, know, you're a pipe and like a pipe doesn't hold on to the water. The whole point of a pipe is to get the water through it. And that's what you are. Exactly, exactly. And I usually tell folks up front before I go uh, and tune in, if you will, um, I do my little process and then I tune in and I will tell them up front, most of the time I do not remember what I hear, see or feel. I will for a little while after, but then I have to clear my space, clear myself before going on to the next person or project. So you're absolutely right. Um, I, I know that we met um, with your animals, and I remember both of them. I can't remember what they said. So I, <laughs> I don't know what I told you. So, well, um, and it was, you know, and that, that situation, so just to give folks um, uh, an idea, so we have three cats, and one of them, Percy, the baby of the family, uh, he was having all kinds of urinary issues and with male cats, um, you know, it can get bad, which of course, because why wouldn't it, it got to that. And so we had to, um, so he had to have surgery. And then of course the surgery ended up getting botched. And, um, so then he had to go through another surgery, which luckily since it was the first doctor's faults. We didn't have to pay for it because yikes. Um, And anyway, it turns out that um, Percy basically had to go from at least biologically male to female. Um, 
And what was interesting is, you know, I was actually worried about our middle cat, Finn, at the time, because he had, like, I don't know, a cut or something. And I was like, does Finn need to go to the vet? Because I I gotta tell you, if I take another cat to the vet, they're going to call DPS. Like, they're gonna think (laughs) that I'm abusing the cats. Like, this is a problem. And, you know, and you were at our house and we were working and you walked up to Finn and you were asking these questions and having a conversation, as you say, that's very much like, you know, you talking to me like, Hey Finn. And you asked permission, like, can I talk to you? And, and the whole thing. And I suppose if I was a cynic, it would be like, okay, this lady's quackers. Um, (laughs) Right. But I know that you're not. And it was so interesting because you got, information. And since you were having an open dialogue with Finn, I was like, ask Finn about the bobcat. And there's this bobcat that comes to our house all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, it quite literally has been in our house. And Finn has like played, air quotes, um, with this bobcat his entire life. And really, there is no reason why as harsh as the sounds that Finn shouldn't be dead because I have watched the bobcat chasing Finn around the yard. I have like seen them interacting and Finn comes away unscathed all the time. And I was like, can you ask Finn what is up with the bobcat? (laughs) And you know, you were like, they're in a weird way, like friends, there's a mutual respect. And some of the other things that you, you know, you shared about Finn. What's so interesting is that so in keeping with how I envisioned Finn's personality to be. And so when you think you know your animal and their personality, there's a good chance that you can trust your gut, your intuition, and you probably do. Because the things that you shared about Finn, I'm like, yep, that tracks. And you didn't know Finn. I don't, I'm not the crazy lady that goes around talking about her cats all the time. Uh, (laughs) Right. And so you had no reason to say the things that you had said. Um, And, you know, it was such a cool thing. And like I said, it's like I mentioned that you were going to be on the show. And Finn has lately been (laughs) really like chatty with me. And I was (laughs) like, I'm like, do you need to talk to Auntie Annette? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Send me that video. And I'm going to have to send it to you now so that you can share it. And absolutely, um, you know, and it's just so interesting. Like you open yourself to that energy. And even in the example that I gave a little bit earlier about, you know, where I am and what I'm doing right now, um, you know, if I wasn't open to you seeing what's going on and if the person that I'm here for wasn't open to it, then, you know, you wouldn't be able to get there. And so clearly, you know, I'm open to it because I know how um, reassuring and healing it can be to get confirmation about things. And clearly the person that I'm with is open to it because otherwise you wouldn't get there. You got it. You got it. That's so true. And it's like, here's another example. Um, I can uh, read a contract uh, that a company has put together. And uh, for whatever reason or whatever they're doing and hold on to that contract and read it without, quote unquote, reading it. For example, I would say something like, 
on page two, paragraph three, the third sentence speaks to something that needs to be adjusted or something like that. So, you know, um, I'm not quite sure how that relates to to Finn and what we were talking about other than, you know, the, the, the vibration. The vibration uh-huh. creates movement. And I see the movement. And so, therefore, the, I'll, I will go into that movement. It's just like if you're watching a car going down the street, it's moving. Okay, and then you want to go look a little closer at that car. Well, I want to go look a little closer at those protons and those molecules that are wiggling all around and then decipher them. So um, I've been able to take what I've always done and apply it in situations that deal with animals and plants and contracts and because it's all around people and it's all around thoughts and it's all around what we emanate what yeah. comes out of us, you know, um, the sweat and the toil and the thoughts um, that's that what makes us who we are or who we want to be. Yeah, it's um, it's just fascinating. People don't realize that they're putting things out into the world all the time. And, you know, it's why part of my daily prayer or mantra is about um, being grateful for my gifts and my talents and abilities and making sure to use them in service first to myself and then to others. Exactly. And that that really that that's so true, Stacy, because the first thing that we must do and that we need to do is trust ourselves, no matter mm-hmm. what anybody says or does. I mean, you know, we all handle things in different ways and this and that, but we trust ourselves. You know, if somebody tells you to go the edge of the cliff and jump off, you're going to really think about that first. If somebody says, you know, go have a reading with this psychic or this clairvoyant or this um, person, you're going to think about it first, you know, because you might hear, see, or feel things that maybe you need to see. So Mm -hmm. until you're ready, you're not going to do it. So you right. got to listen to yourself first and just take baby steps. Just take. Well, and what I would say to people, because we're going to have to wrap up here, is if this is something that you're curious about, the best piece of advice that I can give is ego isn't just about vanity. Ego is also about insecurity. And so yep. if this is something that you're interested in learning more about or having a session with Annette, let go of your ego that thinks that you know better or that thinks that it's not going to work for you. Just set it aside and see what happens. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, though, oh. where can they find you? Okay, go to my website, which is www.solidinsightnow.com. And uh, you can read all about me. You can contact me through my website. And um, we can go from there. So I just wanted to to tell everybody out there to um, choose the beliefs that serve you and your thoughts create your life. Absolutely. Thank you, Annette. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. So appreciate it. Next week on the show, my brother Jay is coming on, whether he likes it or not. Gosh darn it. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Stay connected. Bye-bye.
Hi, I'm JDK Winnikin, host of This Show Is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show Is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. Be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling counseling.com.